Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the word of a king is, there is power. And we may say unto him, What doest thou? I shall open up this edition of the word of the king with the word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, as we consider tonight the cure for all complainers and murmurers, Father God, I ask you, Lord God, to fill our hearts as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ with thanksgiving to you, Lord God, praise in such a way, Lord God, that all complaining and all spirits of murmuring, dear Lord God, have to flee, Lord God. There's no place whatsoever in our lives, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that through this message, dear Lord God, complainers and murmurers be forever healed of their complaining and of their murmuring. Lord God, that we look with the power of your Holy Spirit. Walk with you and serve you daily, Lord God, with thankful hearts full of praise towards you, our Lord, our God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Jude, verse 14 through 16, in the King James Bible declares, And Enoch also, the son of Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. To execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murderers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Enoch, the son of Adam, is made mention of in Hebrews chapter 11, that chapter known as the Hall of Faith. We're told in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, provide the elders obtained a good report. In verse 3, through faith we understand that the rules were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Indeed, let me just say, the fool hath said in his heart there is no God. Speaking of Jesus Christ, St. John 1 declares, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 11 mentions Enoch, sent from Adam, by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that it pleased God. I trust that it's your desire tonight, dear listener, it's your desire this day, wherever you are, to please God. Verse 6, Hebrews 11 tells us, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he's come up to God, must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Even as Enoch has his testimony that he pleased God, I can guarantee you Enoch was not a complainer. Enoch was not a murderer. 
want to please God. You are not going to want to complain. You are not going to want to murmur. And in light of Jude 15, 16, speaking of the Lord and his coming to execute judgment upon all, which commits all the ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, these perverters and complainers walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of the advantage. If you are a complainer, if you are a murmurer tonight, you are not in good company. Let me just let you know, you're not in good company. You are in company with the very ones who Jesus Christ is coming back to judge his second coming. And we are getting closer by the day. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 16 through 16. And by the way, let me just say, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Complaining, murmuring is not a faith. Lord, increase our faith. That should be the cry of our hearts if we truly desire to not walk as murmurers and complainers. Surely, if we ask with a sincere heart, Lord, increase our faith. For we do not want to be as complaints and murmurers. God will give more grace and help us to walk with thankful hearts that are not given over to a spirit of complaining and murmuring. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16, I read in my King James Bible, a command. God says, do all things without murmuring and disputings. In the very verse before that, verse 13 says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And indeed, his works in my life, his work in my life has made me glad. Shame on me if I complain. Shame on me if I do not do all things without murmuring and disputings. Shame on you if you do not do all things without murmuring and disputing. Verse 15 of Philippians 2, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and diverse nation, among you ye shine as lights in the world. Verse 16, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. You desire to be blameless. You desire to be harmless as a son and a daughter of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Among whom ye shine as lights in the world, to do all things without murmurings and disputings. And let me just say that the cure for all complainers and all murmurs. As I was sharing with a dear brother in the Lord, in fact, Brother Ken Wolfgang himself earlier this week, the cure for all complaining, for all murmur, is to not look out for your own convenience. Philippians 2, verse 4, puts it like this. In the King James Bible, the Word of God, look not every 
man on his own things. Every man also on the things of others. Yes, we live in a society, especially here in the United States of America, and in that part of the world known as the West, Western society, and as technology advances more and more, people are all about how they can make their life easier. Sinners are all about what's more convenient. Is it any wonder that so many hearts, again, especially in the United States of America, and in the western part of the world, including Europe, is it any wonder that so many hearts seem hardened to the truth of God's word? Because let's face it, it's not convenient to the flesh. It's not convenient to sinful, wicked, evil, human nature. To by faith take up one's cross for Jesus Christ. You know, I think of these complainers and these murmurs we read about in Jude 16. Another thing about these complainers and these murmurs is they... Contrary to the command in Philippians 2 3, they do things through a spirit of strife and vain glory. Philippians 2 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. Lowliness of mind, meaning humility. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Complainers and murmurers always esteem themselves highly, and therefore they think they deserve better than whatever they get. I confess, I've been guilty. And you know you've been guilty, dear listener. And I'm just thankful that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin, the word of God, says, word of God declares in First John chapter 1. Yeah, that flesh creeps up very easily, Christian. You and I need to be on guard by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to do all things as unto the Lord, but nothing be done through strife or vain glory. And may God give us the humility to see others better than ourselves. May God help us to look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Look not for your own convenience. God help us to not be looking for the easy way out. Because ultimately, obeying the word of God to the flesh will never be easy. And it will never be convenient. But for those of us who have been born again in Christ, made new creatures, his commandments are not grievous. We take joy, we take pleasure in obeying. You call yourself a Christian. Can you honestly and sincerely say that you take pleasure, that you take joy in obeying the word of God and that God's commandments are not grievous to you? You cannot honestly, sincerely say that 
My exhortation to you is examine yourself and see whether you be in the faith. First Corinthians chapter ten. First Corinthians chapter ten. I'm going to read from verse one to verse eleven. Moreover, brother, I would not that you should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat. Verse 4, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. With many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overflowed in the wilderness. Now these things... For our examples to the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Either be idolaters as some of them, as were some of them. As it is written, the people that people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play, either let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell to one day three and twenty thousand. Either let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed with serpents. Verse 10, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Verse 10 declares, again, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Verse 11, now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. And I'll also read verse 12. Wise exhortation. Wherefore, let him that think that he standeth take heed, lest he fall. But we see how lust here in the context of 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 11, we see how lust is also at the root of a complaining, murmuring spirit. And by the way, verse 4 speaking, children of Israel, they did all drink the same spiritual drink, and they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Jesus Christ is the rock, not Peter. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Verse 6, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not love after evil things, as they also lusted. Uh, that phenomenon known as acrostics, God wants to be lost. So living under Satan's tyranny, living under sin's tyranny. And when you're living under Satan's tyranny, when you're living under sin's tyranny, when you're being led of the flesh and not by the Spirit of God, you lust, and when you don't get what you lust after, you complain. So, God delivers us from all lusts. And even as we're delivered from all lusts, the spirit of complaining, the spirit of murmuring must flee. This is the cure for all complainers and murmurers. Now, you go to a psychologist, believe the word of God, and it's been given to 
pleasure. You're not going to take pleasure in sin. You're not going to seek your sin as a worker of iniquity. And see, those complainers that we read about back there in Jude, in the context of verse 14 through 16, who are going to be judged at the second coming of Jesus Christ. Those complainers, those murderers, are workers of iniquity. Are you as a complainer, or are you as a murderer, a worker of iniquity? Still under sins, fit for the most high judgment upon you? Paul, talk about another cure for complainers and murmurs. Psalm 92. Verse 1 through 3. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to shoot forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. And also, verse 4 For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Give thanks. Don't complain, don't murmur, give thanks. Every time you're tempted to complain, every time you're tempted to murmur, give thanks. From a faithful heart. We're exhorted in the context of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Give thanks in all things. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. For thou, Lord, has made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. And again. Psalm 9, 2, 1, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to thy name, O Most High. What does God say there? In the New Testament there? To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Do you never give thanks to God? It is a good thing. And if you never do that good thing, just giving thanks unto the Lord, singing praises unto his name of the Most High, if you ever do that, it's sin to you. It's sin. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Jesus said in St. John chapter 6, verse 29, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Have you believed? On the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in Him alone for the forgiveness of sins? Isaiah declares in the King James Bible it is written the holy words of the living God. In Isaiah chapter 59 starting in verse 1 reading down to verse 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins in his face from you, that he will not hear. The psalmist declared, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The word of God declares, in First Timothy, look at First Timothy, 
reading down to verse 11. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Not only this, but the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient. To the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murders of fathers and murders of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves of mankind, talking about the sodomite, homosexual, for men stealers, for liars, for perfect persons. And if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, the glorious gospel of the blessed God, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. The Apostle Paul wrote, as it is written in 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. The Apostle Peter put it like this under inspiration of God. For Christ hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. He had put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9 declares, But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we should be saved from wrath through him. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace, grace, God's utter, unmerited favor, by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, any man should boast. I was just talking earlier today with a gentleman of the name of Mike, pray for him, down to the laundromat, and I made reference to the first the Ten Commandments in the context of giving my testimony, which is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. He stopped me right there. And he proceeded to tell me, because I quoted that commandment, and I made reference to the fact that Jesus Christ had not been my God. And he basically proceeded to tell me that he doesn't believe in giving God a name. And interestingly enough, he said that he prefers just to refer to God as the way. Well, what does Jesus say in St. John 14, 6? I have the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And one of those Ten Commandments also says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and take his name in vain. God has a name. And I advise you, I exhort you, to believe all the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, for it is written in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And by the way, who is your God tonight, dear listeners? He's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the rock who is Christ Jesus. God manifests in the flesh. Then you are an idolater before a holy God. The revelation 
21 verse 8 says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and hormongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth the fire of brimstone, which is the second death. There you are. If you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust in him alone as your God, for he said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He is the fullness of the Godhead Father. So as you receive Jesus Christ, God the Son, you are receiving God the Father. You are receiving God the Spirit. And yet they are distinct persons. First John declares, they are three to bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Philippians chapter 2, and I will close with this, this edition, the Word of the King. Please, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Cease from your own way. Cease from your own works. You can never merit. You can never earn God's favor. God wants to live inside of you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. But you must be reconciled to him. And the only way you're going to be reconciled to him is his way. And Acts 4, 12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other. Speaking of Jesus Christ, for there is none other name under heaven given to the moment whereby you must be saved. And finally, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin. For if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness. God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.